0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Phoenix got the first two games in their house and are up to zip going back to Milwaukee to see if we can actually make this a competitive series. I'll see if my next guest believes that can happen. Uh, He covers all things uh, Milwaukee sports. On his show on 1070, the game in Madison, Mike Keller joins us here on CBS Sports Radio. Mike, you optimistic tonight, buddy? Uh,
0: I I might be optimistic about tonight. I don't know that I'm optimistic about the series. I thought going in that Phoenix was better, and after two games, um, uh, it, it's no longer a thought. Phoenix is better, but here here's the here's the rub on that. If uh, if Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton to knock down their shots, which they did sporadically against Brooklyn and Atlanta. The Bucs can win any time they take the court against Phoenix. If neither of them are, they don't have no chance. And if one of them is, uh, they might have a shot. But in the first two games, those two guys, the second and third best players on the floor for Milwaukee, they offensively haven't come to play, and the Bucks can't win if that happens.
1: I like your read on it, and I think you've got a good grasp on it. Let me let me uh, zero in on one of the two. Drew Holiday, who is a dynamite defensive guard, but you're right. They need him to give them something offensively. Giannis is always going to be the main go-to guy, but you can't do it with just one guy against a team like Phoenix. So one of his two uh, uh, mates has got to pick him up and be there as a major force offensively with him. I thought Drew Holiday really tried to do that in game number two um he didn't he didn't take a lot of shots he didn't take too many good shots in game number one, and I think he was a major complicit reason as to why they came up short in game number two. He was aggressive, he tried to get to the rack he had a couple of layoffs that went halfway down and came back out now you don't get any points for being close, but I thought his thought process and his effort was there. Do you have a fear that maybe because he goes seven for twenty-one in a game where you're not usually see, seeing Drew Holiday take twenty-one shots? Do you fear maybe that he will be less aggressive going into tonight's game?
0: Well, if he's less aggressive, uh, I think uh, you're onto that. If he's less aggressive, they they can't win. Uh, he's got to he's got to get by that. I don't know if he's specifically a gifted scorer, um, but he he has had some hot games. Uh, especially when Giannis was actually out of the lineup. Uh, Drew has not been consistent offensively, but he has in spurts been very, very good. I think he knows that they're not going to win unless he does some things offensively. It's not predicated on Holiday. They don't run their offense through Holiday, but Holiday and or Middleton have to be the second and third scorers on the team. If Pat Connaughton's their number two scorer, then they're going home in four games. It's just not going to work that way. So I I think he gets it. He's a veteran. He understands how this works. He just hadn't been this deep in the postseason before. And uh, it's a different animal when you're playing in the finals. He's got to play better. Middleton And Middleton has really been – that part has been disappointing because he was so great when they needed him to be great earlier. And right now he is missing in action.
1: That's a, uh, an understandable way you, that you describe it. Um, I think we had oh um, a guy you might know, Bill Michaels, on last night, and I like the way he described it. He said, he, when called upon, he can be Batman. But sometimes when his role is Robin to Giannis Antetokounmpo, he shrinks from it and maybe he's not used to it or he doesn't know how to get that balance to get his shots and make his shots when Giannis is off the floor or Giannis is having a bit of a bad game uh, that he doesn't play that number two role as well as he plays the number one role which I never thought of Middleton as a number one guy but he has stepped in when Giannis has been out and filled that role is that on him or is that on the coach?
0: No, that's on Chris. I think that's a bit of a of a of a cop out to to look at Chris in that way. Here's here's Chris Middleton. He, he is a very streaky scorer, and when he gets on a okay. streak, he will make everything. Thus, the 16-0 run personal run that he had uh, in the Atlanta series. When he gets going, everything he throws up there is going to go. But he does suffer from a crisis of confidence when the shots don't go. And uh, and listen, he and Giannis Adetokounmpo have played together their whole career. Middleton is not a one by anybody's measure, but Middleton can be a very good two. And when the game gets into balance in the fourth quarter, the Bucks aren't specifically going to run any offense through Giannis to get him shots. If he can get to the rim, great. But they're not going to run their offense through him because they're afraid to get him at the free throw line. And he's not gonna make shots other than at the rim when it counts. Middleton has to be the closer. And you know, he he is he has been very sporadic as a closer, uh, and, and hasn't done enough for them to win either of the first two games. I'm getting a little long winded here, but let me add this to that. And that is that in game one and two, Phoenix really played very well, and in neither game did they run Milwaukee out of the gym. So don't, I don't think this series is over. Milwaukee's going to play the next two at home. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that Milwaukee's got a better than a shooter's chance to win tonight. Wednesday night would be the game that I think uh, is the game of the series, especially, obviously, and if Milwaukee wins tonight.
1: You're right uh, when you say they didn't. And we're talking to Mike Keller from 1, uh, 1070, the game, up in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, you're right when you say they didn't run them out of the gym. However, and this is going to sound pretty pessimistic, um, double-checking, they haven't had a lead in the fourth quarter yet in either of these first two games. Um, Correct. Shoot, you go back yeah. to game number one, they didn't have a lead in the second half. Or, excuse me, uh, the last game didn't have a lead in the second half. The previous game, yes, they had a lead early in the fourth, uh, third quarter, but that went by the boards too. So they haven't, and they haven't been in within one possession in the fourth quarter. So for me, the Suns, the word I've been using, won both of the first two games handily. Does that affect the uh, Bucks' mindset coming into tonight's game, do you believe? I, I don't
0: think so, and this is why. Uh, I, I think the team has a mental toughness that it didn't have a year ago, two years ago, when they were the one seed in both cases. Uh, this year's team when they came back to beat Brooklyn down 0-2, and I get Brooklyn had some injuries in that series, but when they were down 0-2 and came back and beat Brooklyn, last year's team wouldn't have done it. Two years ago, they wouldn't have done it. When they were down to Atlanta and had to find their way back, and I get it, Trey Young got hurt, but so did Giannis Adetokounmpo. And they found, uh, they dug a little deeper. There's a mental toughness about this team. I won't question that until it becomes obvious that that they're not as good, because I think they're not, I'm going to go back to what I said off the top. I think Atlanta's better, but the better team doesn't always win. Milwaukee's got to find a way to win tonight, and if they do, then the series is on, and Wednesday becomes the most critical game of the series. If they lose tonight, obviously the series is over, and Phoenix is, is the better team, but they haven't won on the road yet in Milwaukee. They have won on the road, obviously, earlier in the playoffs.
1: That's very fair. All right, that mental toughness that you were talking about, and I agree with you they have, how much credit should Mike Budenholzer get for that?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really uh, good question, and I don't know if I have an answer for it. I, I think that the mental toughness has come from P.J. Tucker. I think the mental toughness has come, you know, and I've been critical of Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday has shown some mental toughness in the previous series that really helped him. So did Chris Middleton and Giannis is, um, Giannis is a really, a a really different player in today's NBA. Uh, He did not grow up in the AAU coddled circuits of being told how great he was from the time he was 11. Uh, He didn't switch teams every time he didn't like the coach. He, He is a team guy. He is a work ethic guy. I think he brings some of that mental toughness too.
1: So you're not giving Boudinholz any credit for the team's mental toughness?
0: No, I, no, I, I will. I think that they have made. You know, I thought they should have made adjustments in Game One against Phoenix. They didn't make them until Game Two, and then um, you know, some Bridges uh, was a big factor in Game Two. And I don't think they had an answer for him and Devin Booker and uh, and the entire roster for Phoenix. No matter who you put on the court has found uh, ways to get things done. And Chris Paul is living his John Elway moments right now.
1: The reason why I ask is it has bothered me, shoot, since the end of the regular season into the playoffs, that there have been NBA insiders, call them what you want, supposedly media members who are well-connected, know what they're talking about, suggesting that Mike Boone holds a job is on the line. Uh, all he's done since he's gotten to Milwaukee is win, win, and win some more. He's won more as a Bucks coach. You want to go all the way back to Larry Costello? Okay, fine. You can do that. That's a long time ago, 50 years ago. He has been more successful than any other Bucks coach since, in 50 years. But somehow, his job is in question in year three in Milwaukee, I didn't get it. I don't understand it. I don't agree with it. I hope now that they've made an NBA final, granted they're down 2 nothing. Um, that that takes that conversation off the table. And I know some people still don't believe that's the case. And if the Suns win two in a row here and make this a clean sweep in the final, that Budenholzer shouldn't send out his laundry because uh, they may be rethinking their position. Why is this guy so tightly scrutinized, at least in my opinion, when he doesn't deserve it?
0: Yeah, I, I I don't know that he uh, – I, I would agree with you mostly. I think that um, Bud's not playing – not coaching for his job now. Uh, I would disagree with those skeptics who think that if they get swept in the series or get beat, um, you know, a gentleman sweep, whatever that might be, that Bud would be gone. I think Bud's job is now safe once they got to the finals. I think that the, the, the view of the NBA uh, is when you're really good – the regular season record, so you say he's winning as coach, it won't matter. His winning statistics percentage in the regular season, it will be the, the sense that can he coach in playoff basketball. And this kind of carries with him. He won 60 games in Atlanta, but they didn't get to the finals. And he was a one seed two straight years in Milwaukee. And one year they got beat early in the bubble. The year before that they were up to nothing in the Eastern Conference Finals and then got lost four in a row. So uh, I think Bud's job is safe. I think it should be safe. But NBA, really good teams, you get judged almost purely and only by what you do in the postseason. And he hasn't had enough of the postseason success until right now.
1: Fair enough. But then you got to replace him with someone who's actually done better than he has. And there aren't a whole bunch of guys like that out there. And most of them are already in NBA jobs. So you can right. replace him if you think that he could have or should have done more. But also remember you can bring in a lesser coach. It's not a given that just because you change that you're gonna get a better coach. All right, let's talk it's about true. what coach Good. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: And I would just say that and their best player isn't out there recruiting a coach that we've seen happen in many other markets with great NBA players who want their coach. Giannis is not one of those guys. He's not he's not lobbying for somebody else to come in.
1: Very true. Good point. That's why we have uh, Mike Heller on here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Coach Bud is now going to have to figure out a different way to try and defend the Suns. Game number one, he brought his bigs out and he challenged on most uh, pick and rolls and had Lopez and Giannis both 35 from the feet trying to match up against those very good Phoenix guards. It didn't go real well. Phoenix got to the foul line a bunch um, and made all their foul shots more power to them, Bucks complaining afterwards about the disparity. Well, the disparity was Phoenix was more aggressive in trying to get to the to the rim. Um, game number two, they went back to what they usually do defensively, try and fight over the screens. Bigs drop back. If the open shot is there, they're going to give you the open three. Well, Phoenix took them and made them. Off 50% 20 for 40. So they they seem to have the answers for what coach Bud has thrown at them defensively. Is it a mixture? Does do you try and hide what you're going to do? How, how do you slow down this Phoenix offense cuz they took both of your punches and showed that they had a response.
0: Yeah, I I I think that's that's well viewed. Um I, I, the, the thing I think Milwaukee will probably do is play very much defensively like game 2. With a little less help on drivers, um, but, you know, make make when they helped on drivers, they left bridges and and uh, Cam Johnson open in, you know, for corner threes and they made them. Um, right. So give them credit for making them. However, I would challenge them to do it in an unfamiliar setting. Uh, it's easier to make shots at home, and, and I would play very similar to how they played in two with a little less help off of, you know, on drivers and not to leave guys alone. Make the driver go ahead and, and finish at Brook Lopez, at DJ Tucker, who doesn't have the same size, but finish at Giannis, the rim protector, finish at Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis, uh, rather than helping off the corner shooting threes. Uh, but listen, give Phoenix a ton of credit. In game one, they made every mid-range shot, it seemed, not statistically, but it seemed like they made every mid-range shot available. Yep. And in game two, they made every three. I mean, they made 23 pointers. The Bucks, I think, were down 33 points was the discrepancy at the arc in game two. Well, you're not going to win very often doing that. I would I suppose I would challenge Phoenix to shoot that well on the road.
1: Uh, I got this call, shoot, uh, hour number one on my show here tonight, and I was pretty dismissive of the caller. Uh, tell me if I was over the top to do so. He suggested that uh, Milwaukee's best chance, chance tonight is basically to play bully ball, uh, to throw their weight around. They're a bigger team, and they've got guys who, if they want to, can play with above and beyond physicality. even said that maybe uh, – that uh, the masks should come back on for Phoenix number one player in advance that that's going to happen. I, I don't buy it. I think it's just uh, an overreaction to the fact that the Suns played better in the first two games. The Bucks aren't a cheap team. They're a physical team. And if they yeah. don't play physically, I think they're making mistakes, but they're not a team that's going to come out and try and lay anybody out tonight, are they?
0: No, I, don't, I wouldn't think so. That wouldn't be in their nature. P.J. Tucker is a very physical, tough defender. He's not going to back down from confrontation. P.J. Tucker can play more physically. Uh, Brooke Lopez can deny the rim a little bit more emphatically. Um, what Bud said, Coach Budenholzer said uh, after game one, is that Phoenix was too comfortable. Uh, Chris Paul was getting to his spot too easily. Devin Booker was getting to his spot too easily. You can interpret that in many different ways. You can say we need to be playing better on-ball defense, better off the screens, or we need to be more physical. How physical do you want to be? Do you want to be Detroit Pistons physical? I doubt it, but you can be more physical without being over the top, without making somebody put on a mask. Uh, And I think that would help to play more physical. They need to play that style because Phoenix is more athletic. I think that there's a little bit more basketball athleticism on Phoenix. Uh, on the Phoenix Suns roster. So, how do you find a way to counter that? Well, you better be more physical than they are, and make sure that when they get the, they get to the line, they earn getting to the line.
1: How big a advantage is the crowd tonight, Milwaukee?
0: Has to be huge. Has to be um, uh, enormous. Now, listen, Milwaukee had not been here in anybody's lifetime. The last time they were here is forty-seven years ago. So, anybody that's down there at the Deer District. Um, that, that's partying outside, they weren't alive when Milwaukee was here last. Uh, the fact that this is in m- the middle of July, Milwaukee's a beautiful city in the middle of July. The weather is fantastic. Outside will be fired up. Inside will be full. Home court advantage needs to be real. I think it will be. And I think the Bucks will win tonight, uh, which, again, if, if that indeed happens, Wednesday night, to me, Wednesday night is the series. Game four helps to, in my opinion, helps to decide the series in a big, big way.
1: Well, uh, we're about 40 minutes to tip, which means the volume is already getting cranked up in the Deer District. Uh, Mike, we appreciate your cranking the volume up with us for the last uh, 15 minutes. Thanks for hopping on board. Enjoy the game tonight.
0: Yeah, happy to do it. Thank you.